Church, say amen. amen. Deuteronomy chapter number 28. I want to read just a couple verses here this morning. We are studying, we are studying this month on surviving this economic crisis. Surviving this economic crisis. Today, God has led me to deal with the subject of debt. Say that with me. Yeah, we're like that, don't we? Come on, say it with me. Debt. America is drowning in debt. I've seen some things uh, this week studying this, and I want to share with you that I didn't see before, but we'll see it now. Deuteronomy 28, verse number 1. Are you there? Say amen. amen. And it shall come to pass, uh, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings, say that with me, all these shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city. Blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of the ground and the fruit of the cattle, the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies to rise up against thee, to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. I'm liking it so far. What do y'all say? The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself, and he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways, and all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, in the fruit of the ground, in the land which the Lord swear unto the fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. Amen. The heaven to give the rain of the land in his season and to bless all the work of thy hand. And thou shalt, now read this, and thou shalt, read it with me, and thou shalt lend unto many nations and thou shalt not. And the Lord shall make thee head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only. And thou shalt not be beneath. If thou shalt hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe to do them. Look at verse 15. But, but it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all of his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses, keep that word in your mind, that all of these shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Read verse number 43. 43. The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. He shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him. He shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. Moreover, all these shall come upon thee, and shall pursue thee, and overtake thee, till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to keep his commandments and his statutes, which he commanded thee. Father, in Jesus' name, bless your people today. Please help us to learn, open our hearts and our minds. Don't let us be stubborn. Lord, don't let us be ignorant of the word today. God will thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. 
<clears throat> we learned last week, let's do a, just a short, short review. Last week we learned this. We learned that God, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. How many of y'all believe that? We believe that God is a God of order and decency. We believe God is a God where the, He is not the author of confusion. We believe that God created everything, God made everything, spoke this world into existence, put everything in order, and said, this is how I want things to be run. Now, if you believe that, say amen. amen. God is a God of order. He put everything in order and said, I need everything to run this way. Now, according to this chapter right here, God's plan for His people has always been blessing. God's plan for His children has always been blessing. I want to bless every area of your life. I want to bless you when you go in. I want to bless you when you go out. And one of the blessings of God is that you will be able to lend to others and help them, but you won't have to borrow. Why? Because the Bible says your cup runneth over. I need a witness right there. Now, I don't know if you know this, but if you'll go back and look into the history of the country of the United States, we have been blessed. Our country has been blessed beyond measure. The, the breadbasket, the heartland of our country can produce enough grain to feed the whole world. We have minerals. We have natural resources. We don't need anybody. I don't care what the, I don't care what the government says or the newspaper says. We are self-sufficient. We can be. God has blessed our country, and we have been a blessing to many other people, but we have forgotten God. And because of that, I believe with all of my heart, studying this chapter tells me that America is under a curse. You say, why do you believe America is under the curse? Because it says this, if you will not follow the Lord's command, if you will not hearken to the word of the Lord, then I will bring debt into your country. Do you realize we're borrowing every single day to keep America running? Listen, turn on the TV. Look at the news. We are in debt over our eyeballs to the point that our great-great-grandchildren won't be able to pay for it. We're borrowing money to China. Help us. Dear Jesus, help us. You know why? We're under a curse. Now, here's the deal. I believe this. I believe this. I mean, you can, you can, you can, read, this in our, you can read this in what's happening today in our country. But the only problem is our country goes by way of our cities, and our cities go by way of our families. And do you realize America's families today are drowning in debt? I want to, I want to preach two points. Two points I want to share with you, and then we'll, we'll close today. Please take good notes if you can. And if you don't, I'll print these out if you need them. I'll print them out for you. But number one, I want you to see the information, the information we must trust. The information we must trust. And why, do you, why did I use the word trust? Because you need to believe this stuff. You need to get out of the fairy tale. You need to get your head out of the sand and think that everything's going to be all right. We need to take charge of our lives. Say amen. What, what, what does God want us to know about debt? What does God want us to know about debt? Number one or A under this, I want you to write this down. Debt is destructive. Debt is destructive. Do you realize the number one cause now, it used to be number two, but now today it's number one. There, listen, we have a 50% divorce rate in America, and the number one cause of divorce is money problems. 
And number one money problem is debt. Young people are coming out and getting married and trying to be everything and have everything that their parents took years and years to get. But listen, we can't blame them because we gave them the shovel. Debt is destructive. It's destroying homes. It's destroying families. Listen, husband and wife are at each other's throat because of money. Money will drive you crazy. I need a witness. Debt is destructive. Not only is debt destructive, I want you to put this down. B, I want you to put this down. Debt is discouraged. All throughout the Bible, debt is discouraged. Nowhere in the Bible is debt encouraged. All throughout the Bible, debt is discouraged. The Bible says, Luke 16, 11. Listen, uh, let, let, me, let me back up a minute. Let me back up. Let me, give you, let me give you a couple areas. I'm trying to get ahead of myself. But let me give you a couple areas that, that debt is destructive. It's destructive to marriages. It's destructive to marriages. It's destructive to ministries. It's destructive to ministries. The Bible says, if you are not faithful, in Luke 16, 11, if therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? What does that mean? Basically is this, if you have shafted somebody in a debt that you owe them and you try to witness to them, you're wasting your time. What has happened? Ministries, ministries have, have crippled themselves, have shot themselves in the foot because they would not pay their bills or they did not pay their bills and now they have no credibility with lost people. How are we going to have a ministry? How are we going to tell people about Jesus if we're not going to be straight up with them? I need a witness. Come on, guys, don't get quiet. We are Christians, Christ-like. Christ-like means holy. Christ-like means trustworthy. Debt is destructive to marriages. Debt is destructive to ministries. Debt is destructive to mental stability. Stress. Every time the phone rings, your, your heart jumps up in your throat. Do I have a witness in the Lord's house today? How are we going to pay the next bill? How are we going to get groceries? God knows how are we going to get gas. The total consumer debt is at $1.7 trillion. You can visualize a trillion dollars as a stack of $1,000 bills placed on top of another flat side on flat side reaching 67 miles high. The average consumer carries eight cards and 20% of the cards are maxed out. There were 1.3 million credit card holders declaring bankruptcy last year. Bankruptcies have, have exceeded 1 million per year every year for at least seven years now. What are you talking about mental stability? Watch this. The IRS tells us that 85%, how many? 85% of those reaching the age of 65 do not even have $200 in the bank. And that 87% retire on less than $250 per week for life. You don't think that won't prey on your mental stability? Why? We're drowning in debt. We're drowning in debt. America is the most materialistic country in the world. We have been sold a bill of goods that you have to have this to be happy. Listen, the man went to McDonald's and said, listen, if you'll just get the 50-cent hamburger or the dollar hamburger and the dollar fries, I'll go buy you a toy at Dollar General. No, I got to have the Happy Meal. It's all about Happy Meal. 
It's all about selling happiness. And the little monkeys think they got to have the happy meal to be happy. It's not about any other thing but the happy meal. But the only problem is we never grow up. Our happy meals just get more expensive. And we're drowning in debt. We're drowning in debt. And our kids are picking up on it and they're thinking it's normal. Your grandparents thought debt was wicked. And it's gone so far to the point now that we think you're abnormal if you're out of debt. Amen. But see, debt is discouraged. Why is debt discouraged? Why is debt discouraged? Think about this. Think about this. Debt puts someone other than God in the position of being our master. Think about that a minute. Debt puts something other than God in the position of being our master. How do you know? Because the Bible says the Bible says that uh, 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 the, the, the borrower is servant to the lender. I saw something this week I've never saw. I've never saw it. I've never put it together until I was reading it this week. How many of y'all know the verse, train up a child in the way he should go? How many of y'all have heard that verse? Train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he will not depart from it. But you know the very next verse says this. The very next verse, that was verse 6, this is verse 7. Uh, the rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. Right after God told you to train up your child in the way he should go, he told you that the, that, that, that the borrower is servant to the lender. Are we teaching our kid that? Are we teaching our kid that debt is slavery? Are we teaching our children? Now, now, by the way, by the way, I'm as convicted as anybody in this room. If nobody's convicted, I'm convicted to the core. Because I fell to this same trap, and this has just, just made me so mad I can't even stand straight. Because I've listened to Satan in this. And I'm, we and Tammy have taken steps, and we are taking now steps to get out of this. And I pray that you will too. You say, well, why are you getting so emotional about it? Because you won't never get out of debt until you get mad about it. Money is, listen, money... Financing and dealing with money is, 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 is not all about knowledge. It's 10% knowledge, but 90% emotion. Amen? I can give you all the knowledge, and we're going to do that. We're going to do that. We're going to, listen, we're changing our lifestyles. We are going to change everything. Why? Because we're going to be the head and not the tail. Amen? But you're going to have to get emotional about it. Dead is slavery. Debt is discouraged. It says in 1 Corinthians 7, 23, Ye are bought with a price. Be not ye the servants of men. Romans 13, 8, Owe no man anything but to love one another. Listen, let's don't get caught up in things. Let's don't get caught up in things. It's been said before, I said it before, we, we spend money that we don't have on things that we don't want to please people we don't like. And we find out, Listen, debt is kind of like getting drunk. I never have, but this is what they say. You get a buzz for a little while, but then you got to deal with the hangover. When you go deep into debt and you get that thing that you just got to have today and you can't wait for nothing, you got a buzz for a little bit, and that buzz goes away real quick, don't it? It's amazing how, how fast the new smell goes out of a car. And then you're stuck with that hangover, big old thick 
payment book? Am I telling the truth? I don't think we ought to be talking about this in church. That's why our country is trillions and trillions of dollars in debt because nobody wants to talk about it in church. Somebody better talk about it. Imagine if you had no debt. Imagine if you had no debt. If Brother George asked, asked 50 people to come help him in the Middle East for two or three weeks and you had no debt whatsoever and you had money in the bank, you had savings, you could do that without one question. But you know what? We've got to go back to the grind. I owe, I owe, I owe. So it's off too. But what if we were debt free? What could we do for Jesus if we were debt free? Listen, debt puts someone other than God in the position of being your master. Let me say it again. Debt puts someone other than God in the position of being your master. Debt is destructive. Debt is discouraged. See, this is the part I want you to get because I've never seen it like this. Debt is discipline. Debt is discipline. I went to two or three different portions of Scripture in the Word of God that talked about people who did not put God first. God has allotted you three things, time, treasure, and talent. Time, treasure, and talent. And he expects you to be good stewards of them. You remember what we learned last week? God is the? All right. Y'all slow. God is the? I am the? Manager. God is the? I am the? Manager. I'm to manage the time, talent, and treasure that God has given me. Well, in these portions of Scripture that I'm going to share with you, these are people who did not do well and right by what God allotted to them. They did not put God first in their lives, and this is what they went through. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 28, Deuteronomy 28, 43, The stranger that is within thee, they shall get up above thee very high. Thou shalt come down very low. He shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him. Why can't you? Because you don't have it to do. You're going to have to borrow, but you cannot give. In other words, you're going to be deep in debt. Deep in debt. Now watch this. He shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. Moreover, look what God calls this. Moreover, all these curses. Curses. Look at that word. Moreover, all of these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed. Why? Because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. Now watch this. Malachi chapter number 1. Malachi chapter number 1. This is, this is God dealing with his people because they were bringing their leftovers to God. They, God said, when you bring a lamb to me, it is a lamb without spot and without blemish. It needs to be the best of your flock. But they did not want to sacrifice the best that they had. They only wanted to give what was left over. They wanted to give the sickly. They wanted to give the lame. They wanted to give whatever they had left. Well, just give that to God. Does that sound familiar? We don't have time to visit. We don't have time to serve God. We don't have time to do anything because our schedules are full. We don't have money to do anything because our, listen, our... Watch what he says. A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where's my honor? 
If I be a master, where's my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you. O priest that despise my name. You say, wherein have we despised thy name? He said, ye offered polluted bread upon mine altar. And ye say, where have we polluted it? And let ye say, the table of the Lord is contemptible. In other words, it's too difficult. And if ye, watch this, verse 8. And if ye offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? If ye offer the lame and the sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto the governor. Will he be pleased with thee? Or accept thy person, saith the Lord of hosts? But, verse 14. But, say it with me. But, be the deceiver which hath in his flock a male and voweth and sacrifice unto the Lord a corrupt thing. For I am a great king, saith the Lord of hosts, and my name is dreadful among the heathen. What does that mean? If we're giving God our second best, if we're giving God the leftovers, if we're not making God a priority in our life, in our time, our treasure, in our talents, the Bible said you will be cursed. Two times we see the same word. Two times we see the word cursed. Malachi 3. Malachi 3 verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? He said, in tithes and offerings. Ye are, come on y'all, ye are cursed with a curse. For ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Cursed. Haggai 1. This is a time and a story where God's people came back after they were in captivity and, and, and listen, they came back into the city and they began to rebuild and, and it was time, to, it, it, listen, God wanted his house rebuilt. God wanted the place of worship. God wanted the place of his habitation rebuilt so that they could establish worship and they would not do it. They just spent all their time on their own agendas. They had their own things going on. They had their own schedules going on. They had their own houses to build and they didn't have time for God. That God was not a priority in their life. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Ye have sown much and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. He that earneth wages, earneth wages to put into a bag with holes. What's that mean? You try to make more and more and more, and you work harder and work longer, and it just seems like you got less than you had to begin with. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountain, bring wood, and build the house. And I will take pleasure in it. I will be glorified, saith the Lord. Ye looked for much, and it came to little when ye brought it home. Why? I did blow upon it. Why? Saith the Lord of hosts, because of mine house that is waste. And ye run every man into his own house. I put in parentheses in my notes, when our priorities become more important than God, we'll be cursed. When our priorities become more important than God, we will be cursed. Therefore the heaven over you is stayed from dew, and the earth is stayed from her fruit. And I called for a drought upon the land, upon the mountains, upon the corn, and upon the new wine, and upon the oil, and upon that which the ground bringeth forth, upon men, and upon cattle, and upon all the labor of thy hands. Why? Because God was not first in their life. And because God was not a priority in their life, they were living under a curse. They would work harder and make less. They were making money to put it in pockets with holes in it. God would curse everything in their life. And it did not have to be. Why? Because we know God's original plan is to bless. 
God wants to bless our children. God wants to bless our homes. God wants to bless our finances. God wants to bless everything about us. He wants to bless us going in and bless us coming out. He wants to bless us in the city and He wants to bless us in the country. But we've got to put Him first. You see, America's under a curse. Our financial situation in our country is so dire, I don't think America really understands what kind of shape we're in. And I believe it's because they've turned their back on God. Listen, the agenda that is in Washington right now is so anti-God, it's scary. And we're under a curse. So, preacher, I, I thought you was going to help us. I am, I am, I am. Amen. Because right after he said, right after he said, you're cursed because you're not putting me first, you're robbing me in tithes and offerings, he said, he said, come try me. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse at my house. Listen, we'll have what it needs and see if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot receive. What's the greatest way to deal with a curse? It's by obedience. Church, say amen. The information we must trust. The information we must trust. Dead is destructive. Say it with me. Dead is. B. Dead is. C. Dead is. Can y'all see now how God will use debt as discipline? God will use debt as a way of punishment for his children for not putting him first. So all oh, it's just about money. No, it's not. That crowd there that wouldn't build God's house because they had too many things going on. God was not a priority in their life. And because of that, their finances were cursed. Where is God in your agenda? Where is God in your day planner? Is he first in your life? Well, I promise you this. If he's not first, he will remove whatever is. And in most people's homes in America, what's first is money. Where is everybody hurting at now? Tell the truth. Come on, be honest. Money. Why? Because America has turned money into a god. And God is going to deal with any idol in our way. Cursed. Cursed. What do we do? Number two, write this down. Write this down. How many of you, how many of you got good advice from people and you didn't follow it? I, I see Danny B out there, and I had a truck one time, tore up a wheel on it, and, 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 and the insurance paid the whole thing off. He said, now just keep this, drive this thing. You won't have no payments on it, and, and, and man, it'll get you around. It's a good running truck. It's doing great, and that great advice. Did I take it? No. Do I regret it? Yes. I can't, I, I, I just can't, I keep going back to that day. I keep going back to that day. Danny, we're sitting in the pawn shop, and you're saying, now listen, this is what, great advice. But you know what? I can't go back and take that back. Please do this. You say, why are you saying all that? Because I'm giving you some great stuff. Don't five years down the road wish to God you can come back to the day and listen to what I'm trying to tell you. 
please? There's information we've got to trust. Then number two, there's an initiative we must take. There's an initiative. Initiative means stepping up to the plate. Take the initiative. There's some things we need to do. I'm going to give you a brief, just little plan here. We're going to go into detail. I've got so much financial stuff, I can't give it to you all in four Sundays. So what we're going to do, we're going to take the last week of this month, and the Monday, excuse me, the Monday and Tuesday night, possibly Wednesday, depending on what I can get done in the next two Sundays. But the, the, those two nights, we're going to do a financial seminar and go into detail about some of these steps so to help you get really practical, good stuff to help you get out of debt. How many of y'all would like to be debt-free? Tell the truth. How many of y'all would do the little happy dance right on the platform if you was debt-free? Tell the truth. Bless God, I do the Macarena every, every I do it all. Y'all make fun of them you want to. You wait, you wait till that noose is taken around your neck and the freedom you'll feel. Bless God, you'll do all kind of things. Say amen. Listen. Watch this right here. First thing we've got to do, first thing we've got to do, A, is pray. We've got to pray. It starts with prayer. What is prayer going to do? We're going to do two things in prayer. First, we're going to repent. God, we're sorry for disobeying your word. God, we're sorry for, for not putting you first. God, we're sorry for not making you a priority. The Bible says if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Don't try to just do right. You've got to take care of the wrong that's been done. If we are not right with God in our finances, if we're not right with God in our priorities, we need to make it right and ask forgiveness, and God will bring forgiveness and restoration. Say amen. We need to pray and repent. The second thing we need to do is request. The Bible says, Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Ask, and ye shall receive. What does that mean? We need to go to God. God, I want to be debt-free. God, I want you in my finances. Why? Because some of us are in so much debt, you're not going to be able to get out of it on your own. You're going to need supernatural power and provision from God. You're going to need somebody to come use your water to water their cow so they can pay your bill. I need a witness. Some of you are looking at this like this is hopeless. I don't know how I'm ever going to get out of it. You didn't get in it overnight, but you're not going to get out of it overnight. But I'm here to tell you, you're not on your own in this deal. God can provide a table in the wilderness. God can meet your need in a supernatural way. It's predictable that He will, but it's unpredictable how He's going to do it. And He can make it happen beyond your wildest dreams. We need God in on this deal. We need God in our finances when the job market's in the tank. We need God in our finances when the economy is, is, is just in a, in a disarray. We need God in our finances when everything that we do, I want to partner up with Him. I want to partner up with Him. So we need to pray, God, help me with this. Help me with this. Listen, when you're digging a hole, when you're digging a hole, you know the best way to get out of a hole when you're digging a hole? Put the shovel down. Put the shovel down. Some of y'all need to have a plastectomy. A what? Dave Ramsey calls it a plastectomy. That's when you take all your credit cards out and cut them up. Why? Because if the shovel is in your pocket, you're going to dig. Anyhow, we got a lot of good information to help you with that. So, oh, you got to have everybody needs a credit card. No, you can't. You can do it with a debit card. You can do anything with a debit card that you can do with a credit card. I need a witness right there. 
Anyhow, we'll talk about that at the seminar. Hallelujah. And by the way, we're gonna, we're gonna, the church is going to pay for child care, so nobody has an excuse not to be there. You, want, you can bring them monkeys, we're going to pay for it. Listen, I think that will be one of the best investments our church will ever make is to help our people get that noose from around their neck. Wow. I'm ready, y'all. I'm ready. Y'all ready? First thing we need to do is pray. B, write this down. We need to prioritize. We need to prioritize. Listen, we got to get God back where he belongs. Because we cannot continue to be disobedient and expect God to help us get out of our problem. We've got to put God back where he rightfully deserves. The Bible says this, Matthew 6, 33, But seek ye first, say that with me, but seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. He's got to be first. Malachi 3.10, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. How many of y'all believe the Bible? Now watch what he says. And then I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. What's the devourer? That one that's taking money out your pocket every week. How many of y'all have noticed that sometimes there's more month than money? You know why? There's a devourer like Pac-Man at the end of it, taking it all the time. And most of the time it's because our priorities are not right and we're not putting God first. But God says, as soon as you put me first, I'm going to destroy the devourer. I'm going to provide for your needs. I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot even receive. Try me. Listen, getting right in this area is kind of like salvation. How many of of y'all have ever witnessed to somebody and they say, well, as soon as I can get my life straightened out, preacher, I'm going to get saved. You know what's going to happen? You're never going to get saved. Because you don't straighten your life out to get saved. You get saved and then God straightens your life out. And this is the same way. This is the same way. This, this works the same identical way. You don't wait till God gives you more in your, in your money. God don't, listen, you don't wait till, till God gives you a, a raise at work. You put Him first and then God will do that. Well, preacher, I just can't afford to tithe right now. You can't afford not to tithe right now. Because if you're not, you're living under a curse. You need that curse broken. Listen, you need to break that curse so that curse don't fall on your children. Listen, we need to prioritize. Put God back where he belongs. If we're not right in our lives, not just in your treasure, but in your time and your talent, are you using your time for God? Are you putting him first in your life? Are you using your talents for God? There's so many people in this room that's got talents beyond my imagination, and they're not using it for God. Listen, use your talent for God. See, we're hurrying. We're almost done. What was A? First, we need to pray. B, we need to C, we need to plan. We need to plan. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. What do we need to plan for? Three things. We need a spending plan. That's that dirty B word. Budget. We need a spending plan. Why? Because if you don't tell your money where to go, it's just going to go. Listen, they say money is liquid. It's always moving. Most of the time, it's just moving away from me. Say amen. We can do something about that. 
We can do something about that. We need a spending plan. Not only that, we need a repayment plan. We need a repayment plan. We need to figure out how we're going to get out of debt. We're going to do that by a debt snowball. We're going to learn all of that in that little seminar. I wish I had time to start it today. I'm telling you. We're going to lay them out. We're going to lay them out from the smallest to the biggest. Say, why do you do that? You, you should do one with the most interest. No, you shouldn't. You should do the smallest to the, to the largest because you need some wins. I got on the scale this morning. I've lost two pounds. Hallelujah. Jesus goes right there. Amen. Say, that ain't much, but it's a start, bless God. It made me skip my Milky Way this morning. We need little wins. We need little wins. And as soon as you are able to mark something off, man, that gives you courage. Bless God, bring on the re It works that way. We're going to set up a repayment plan, not only a spending plan for our daily bills and our monthly things that are just necessities. Then we're going to have a repayment plan to get this debt off of our neck. Hallelujah. Then we're going to have a funding plan. How are we going to fund it? We're going to have a funding plan. How are we going to get it? Listen, we've got, we've got ladies on Facebook right now. They've got a Facebook craze going on with couponing. Couponing. We need, we're going to have a coupon club here at the church. Yeah, we are. You can say what you want. That's what saving money. A, a, a dollar a saved is a dollar. That's right. Any way we can do it. They were having yard sales yesterday. I went by a yard sale, had some church members out there, beat the horn, they high-hatted me, didn't even wave. Can you believe that? They told me this morning what they made. Listen, there are ways that you can make money you don't even realize you can. And we can do it. God will provide it. God will make it happen. Amen. We're going to have a funding plan, a spending plan, a repayment plan. We're all going to cover that. we got a plan. Say this with me. If we fail to plan, we plan to fail. If we fail to plan, we plan to fail. Now, how many of y'all, raise your hand again. You want to get out of debt? You want to get out of debt? Raise your hand. Come on, show God you're serious. Then don't skip this part. Don't skip this part. Lastly, Lastly, what's A? Tell me A. First, we need to pray. B, we need to C, we need to D, we need to pursue. Watch this right here. Put that up there for me, Proverbs. Proverbs, chapter number 6, verses 1. Do you have that, Brother Barnes? Proverbs, chapter 6, verse, uh, 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 verse number 1. This is what the Bible says. My son, if thou be surety for thy friend. In other words, you, you, you're, you're, you're basically co-signing for somebody. You're in debt. If thou hast stricken thy name with a stranger, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Do this now, my son. When did he say? Do this now. Deliver thyself. Deliver thyself. In other words, get out of that situation. Basically this, he's saying, get out of debt. Deliver thyself when thou art come into the hand of thy friend. Go humble thyself and make sure thy friend. Watch this, what he says. Give not sleep to thine eyes, nor slumber to thy eyelids. Give not sleep to thine eyes, nor slumber to thine eyelids. Deliver thyself as a roe from the hand of the hunter and as a bird from the hand of the fowler. Listen, that, that, how many of y'all have ever watched National Geographic? You ever watched National Geographic? How many y'all know? How many y'all know when that cheetah gets after that gazelle, he's in trouble? But God has made that gazelle with listen a radar system in his head, and he see he looks up and he says cheetah, and they break camp. 
You know what he does? He runs so hard, he runs as fast as he can, he, gets, he does everything he can to get out of the claws of that cheetah. And many times, you know, every time, see, National Geographic will mess with your head because every time the cheetah gets him on that. But do you realize in real life they, they don't do that all the time? Their failure rate is tremendous. That's why they're so skinny. You think it's because they're running so fast. No, it ain't because they don't get them all the time. You know why? Because when that thing sees danger, it's gone. And God is saying this, debt is dangerous. Debt is a raging animal that will destroy you. It is destructive. It is destroying marriages and ministries. It's destroying the mental state of so many people. They're having to pop pills because of the bills that's hanging over their head. It is slavery and it's choking you to death. He says, don't stop. Don't wait. Do everything you can. Get out of its way. Say amen. Deliver thyself. Deliver thyself. Listen, I wanted to build a I wanted to build a mountain and I couldn't find our ladder. We had a ladder, I was gonna build a mountain with it, and on the front of that mountain I was gonna put the economic situation or the recessive economy. Do you realize operating in a recessive economy is like climbing a mountain? But here's what it's like when you climb a mountain with debt. You put on a backpack. And you load it down with these huge heavy weights, car payment, house payment, loan payment, credit card payment. Listen, you can, you can, you can finance anything. You can finance dental work. You can finance anything. But you know what? We just keep piling it on, piling it on, piling it on. And now you're going into a recessive economy and you're climbing a mountain with a ton of weight on your back. This is supposed to be how to survive an economic situation. I'm telling you how to survive. We got to get the knapsack off. Listen, and it can be done. It can be done. You just got to want it. And boy, I pray today you want it. I pray today that you make a couple decisions. Number one, I'm going to put God first. I'm going to put God first. I'm going to get God back where he belongs in my life because I'm tired of living under a curse. I'm going to put God first in my life. Number two, I'm going to partner with him. I'm going to partner with him to get out of this situation so I can be the head and not the tail. If you believe God is able, give him praise and glory this morning. I'm sorry I went 100 miles an hour this morning because I was very short on time. But I want you to understand, I want you to understand, we're going to go into great detail about this during these, these two or three days that we're going to use in the evenings. Please come back. Everything I just told you, I'm going to give you detailed information about how to do it. And you can. You can. So how do you know I can? Because the Bible says I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. How many of y'all believe the Bible? Amen. Amen. Let's trust him. Father, in Jesus' name right now, Father, in Jesus' name right now, Lord, I pray that you'll help us practice what we're hearing preached. We'll, we'll trust this information that we have. God, we know, we know that this is, this is our responsibility, Lord, as your children, to be good stewards. You're the owner, and I'm the manager. God, I want to be a good manager. Help us to be a good manager. Help us to deal with the areas of our life we need to take care of. And God, I thank you for it. As every head's